Hey, it's Monday. You know what that means. It's time for another podcast. Well, time for another episode, I guess. This is the podcast. This is the Sue and You podcast. Welcome back. And uh, I have Adventure Dad Wagon on this episode. Uh, I was super excited to talk to him and uh, find out about his rig and a little bit more about him and get some good info about uh, going out on trails. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But I wanted to go ahead and do my new news segment this week in the community and uh, let you know about some things. Since we have Adventure Dad Wagon on this episode, this first little bit of news is appropriate. Uh, Adventure Dad Wagon has teamed up with Griffin Pocket Tool to offer a limited edition stainless steel pocket tool that features 12 tools in one. It's uh, travel ready and TSA approved. Uh, so you've got from a scoring tool to a hex wrench to a bottle opener. Um, you know, this tool will have you covered. Um, so it's going to be available uh, on the Adventure Dad Wagon's website by April 9th. So be on the lookout for that. We've also had some more Soft Road Nation action going on this past week. Uh, they formed two new nations, uh, Soft Road Nation Nevada, which will be headed up by Hellhound Foz, and XV Goji 702. I hope I said that right. Uh, and then another nation, Soft Road Nation NorCal, which will be headed up by Apex Trek, Samosaurus WRX, That Rad Wagon, and Left Coast X Trek. So, uh, yeah, a lot more um, Soft Road Nation action. That's cool, too. However, I also have a bit of unfortunate news to report. Friday morning, one of the Soft Road Nation Virginia chapter leaders and his family woke up to their house on fire, and they lost so much. I think they may have lost uh, pretty much everything. Uh, but Soft Road Nation is asking to keep them in your thoughts and prayers, and also to help out any way that you can. John, a.k.a. Overlanding RT, set up a GoFundMe page, and you can find that link in his bio. I believe the page is going to be available through Wednesday, so uh, just keep them in mind, and uh, you know every little bit counts, um, so we're just trying to put some stuff together to help them with meals, maybe a hotel or something, so uh, just you know, please keep them in your thoughts and prayers as well. Then Vic with uh, Mountain Roo reminded me that Earth Day 2021 is coming up Thursday, April 22nd. So he suggested to keep an eye out for some trail cleanups or try to plan a day to clean up a local trail. Uh, that's always a good thing. Um, I haven't been on too many trails, uh, so everybody out there might know what that would entail. So, you know, keep a lookout for that and uh, maybe try to get something going yourself with that. I also have my first bit of Rugged Roo Crew information. They have an upcoming Spring to the Beach event on Saturday, April 17th, uh, beginning with the first meeting stop at 830 and the final stop at 12 o'clock. You can find more detailed information on the Rugged Roo Crew Instagram page where they actually made a post about this and it has all the individual stops. Uh, masks will need to be worn and social distancing followed for this event. All right, so before we get into this conversation with Adventure Dad Wagon, his name is Greg, by the way, uh, let's go ahead and get into those shout outs, of course. I've got B. Zelkovich. I hope I said that one correctly. Uh, Adam Xtrek, KCWJPEG, 
and SubiXV. I uh, hope I didn't leave anybody out, um, but if I did, I'm sorry. Every week there are new people listening to the podcast, and so I try to capture them all whenever they're coming in and uh, you know, try to do the best job of seeing who it is that's new that's listening to it. also want to let people know that if I've talked to you about being on the podcast and I haven't gotten to you yet, I haven't forgotten about you. It's uh, It'll come around, I promise. So some people I've sent messages to, but I just want to let you know that I will get around to it. It's uh, just a matter of... The list has gotten pretty long, which is which is good. I'm I'm thankful for that. So that means a lot of people are interested in being on the show, and uh, that makes it makes it exciting for me because I enjoy talking to all of you and then sharing these stories with everybody out there in the community. And again, as always, I want to thank everybody so so much for listening to the podcast, for always sharing, for your comments, uh, for your likes, and also for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that, please. And then also for your rates and reviews on Apple Podcast. Um, if you listen to it that way and you haven't done that yet, go ahead and uh, drop a review and um, also, you know, give it a rating. That uh, that really helps out. And lastly, before we really get into this, uh, I won't keep you waiting too much longer. I went camping for the first time with Pearl, we have uh, an annual family camping trip. It's like me and my siblings and our kids, and we do that on Easter weekend. So this is the first time we were able to do that since uh, we weren't able to do it last year because of COVID, but we did it this year. And where I sit here in my closet to do this podcast, I have all of my camping gear that I took, or most of it that I took with me. So now it smells like a uh, campfire in here. And, uh, hoping that that doesn't last too long because it's a it's kind of a strong smell or may just need to take some stuff out and defunk it or something but anyway let's go ahead and get into this episode with the og adventure dad wagon Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely um, a fun uh, community to be in because I was thinking about it today, uh, just a little while ago. I went to the store, I was looking at my car, and it's got you know mud on the top because I went did a little bit of mudding, not nothing crazy, <laughs> but just enough to spin it around the you know with the tires and throw it up on the on the roof. It looks like so that was fun, but <laughs> it's uh, a great community and definitely fun to be in. Yeah, one of the best parts about that is when you get mud on your car, looking at all the other Jeeps and trucks and everything staring at you like, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> they kind of just they kind of look at you weird and be like, yeah, that's right, I can do this. I yeah. can do it just as good as you guys can. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm talking to an, o an OG right now, you know, dad wagon. <laughs> it's weird to hear people refer refer to me as that. Yeah, I think it's because probably because you've been around for a while and the number of followers. Um, I don't know. Maybe people get a little intimidated because you have so many followers. You know, perhaps. Yeah, I but, can see that. So, uh, yeah. But talking about you know getting your car dirty, your car always looks so clean. <laughs> I have a a strange desire to immediately clean it after it gets dirty. Um, it's 
one of my ODC te- o- OCD tendencies, I guess you could say, is I love having clean cars, but I also like to get them dirty. Um, yeah, I get that. I, I mean, when I, I when I actually do clean my car, when I get a chance to do it, I, I it looks so good, and then I don't yeah. want to get it dirty, and then I'm like, then I'm like, kind of, you know, fiending for some mud, and uh, yeah. But yeah, it, if I had the opportunity to clean it more often than I would, but I just, it's been getting, you know, dark early and it's been cold and rainy. So I yeah. think I'm going to be able to do it this weekend, hopefully. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt either for us that my wife, uh, fiance, well, it was girlfriend at the time, last Valentine, she bought me a pressure washer for the purposes of cleaning the car so I could foam foam gun candidate and all that type of stuff. And that just makes it so much easier to wash it. Oh yeah. That's nice. Definitely for sure. So, uh, well, if you wouldn't mind, tell us a a little bit about yourself, like what part of the country you live in and anything else you feel like sharing. Yeah. So, uh, for those who don't know, other than just know me by dad, like, and my name is Greg. Uh, I live in Chesapeake, Virginia, which is, uh, for the people who, need a reference point that's pretty much the neighboring city to Virginia Beach, Virginia. So we're along the uh, Atlantic coast. Um, I am a Virginia born and bred kid. I uh, have grown up in Virginia pretty much my entire life. There's two years that I spent in Kentucky uh, right after college. I moved out to Richmond, Kentucky. Um, Got a job out there, but pretty much Virginia is where I've always loved living and wanted to live in. Um, I grew up in a small town called Waynesboro, Virginia, which is about 30 minutes west of Charlottesville in the mountains. So we're in the Blue Ridge Mountains and pretty much right next to the Skyline Drive and the the Blue Ridge Parkway. So we had lots of options for camping, exploring. Uh, that's, That's where I essentially got my first exposure to camping. I was in the Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, all that stuff. We went to... We did all those camping trails, uh, learn how to shoot, learn how to start fires, all that fun stuff. So pretty much um, I spent my entire life here, uh, minus the two years. Um, I work for the Department of the Navy. I write contracts for the government. Um, so it's kind of a fun job that I get to, to help the Navy and, and buy some buy some cool things, fix some ships, and uh, help, help support um, I guess our nation in a, in a different way. I, I, I'm not, um, military. I wasn't retired or in active, active duty. My wife is a Navy veteran. Um, okay. but we, uh, I, I had worked for the Navy for about 14 years now. Yeah. My, uh, my brother, he was, uh, he was in the Navy and then he got out and then he was working for the Navy as a civilian. And I believe he was doing contracts for a while also out in San Diego. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good job. There's a lot of opportunities, um, in that field. I have traveled more with this position than I have in my entire life. I've gotten to go to Japan, Panama city, Florida, or no, I'm sorry, no, Panama city, Florida, Panama city, Panama, um, New York a couple of times and just a bunch of places that I just wouldn't have had the option to go to. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. It's nice. Um, when you have the opportunity to go see other places, I have, I've never been out of the country, but with my job, we do, uh, we design maintenance facilities for transit agencies. So even though we're based here in Houston, we, uh, most of our clients are out of town 
in other cities. So we have to travel to the other cities and interview the clients, get to see their facilities, figure out what it is that they want to do with their new facility or a rebuild of their existing. So I've seen a lot of places around the country that I otherwise wouldn't have gotten to see. And I'm you know thankful for that. Um, we were messaging and I found out that you've been immersed in the Subaru vehicle world for a while, huh? Yeah, we are a Subaru family. Um, I have owned four total Subarus myself. Wow. Uh, my first one was a 97 Outback, um, where my dad gave it to my brother and I, when we were in college at Radford university, which is kind of near Blacksburg, Virginia tech. Um, and we needed something for the snow and the mountains and everything in college. And that's really where my kind of effects, uh, love and affection for Subarus kind of started to grow. So I had a 97 Outback. Um, my dad, when I graduated college said I could have it since I was the last of the four children moving out to Kentucky. So when you get a car that you don't have a car payment on and you got a brand new job and you're coming into a little bit of your own money, what do you do? You trade it in and get a new car. So I traded it in <laughs> on the 05 Forester yeah. and uh, just started having fun with that one. And I've owned the, the 2014 Outback and then the 2019 Outback. I have a strong like for the Outback models. It's just a great, great car. Yeah. And uh, so when did the whole um, dad wagon, you know, theme start up? And when did you come up with that idea? Oh, that was about, I want to say four and a half, four, four years ago, maybe three years ago. Um, I went to Boxer Fest 2018, I believe. No, 2017, because 2019, I did not go. Last year, they did not have one. Okay. Uh, so, so 2017 was the first real car meet that I went to, and it was Boxer Fest. Uh, brought the 2014 there. Had, a, had uh, some rims and tires, some lights on the brush guards, some basic mods, kind of, and just took it there. The, the Mountain Rue group was there. I think we had maybe about eight cars from the Mountain Rue side. Um, I had a, a sticker on the front of it where the dad wagon sticker now is that said battle wagon. And it just never felt right. Um, <laughs> and I brought my, I brought my son to it and he was about five at the time. And, um, uh, we were kicking around the ideas and some people made comments about dad wagon instead of a battle wagon. I was like, Oh, that's kind of catchy. Yeah. Um, sure. and then I, I, I was talking through some people here on Instagram uh, kind of kicked around some ideas. Uh, one of the guys that I have been talking to a lot since the beginning was Jonathan, the Sioux Wisconsin, Wisconsin guy. Uh, he and I have been around for a long time and, and a lot of the ideas that I started up the page, he and I bounced them off each other. Um, and he's a good guy. We, we constantly talk and, and just share ideas and stuff. So yeah, that's cool. around 2017, the dad wagon idea took off and, named it Adventure Dad Wagon because surprisingly somebody had Dad Wagon already taken and we just went from there. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So um, when did you start coming up? Like when did you decide to do the decals for it? I mean, did it like start to, I guess, I guess kind of take us through the, the development phase and the growth of 
the whole, you know, adventure dad wagon and how that got started or started taking off beyond just coming up with the idea back then. Yeah. So the, uh, the dad wagon sticker I added, like I said, I had a battle wagon one. So then when I changed my name, I took off the battle wagon and replaced it with a dad wagon. And I posted a few pictures on Instagram and, and people really loved the, um, and could relate to the dad wagon sticker and the, and the, the lifestyle. And I was like, you know what, let's see how much it costs to get some of these made. I'm really good friends with a few local vinyl shops here and I've had some printed for me. I started selling them just on eBay and, and stuff like that. And it really took off. And, uh, from there I just worked on designing with, with Subi Hulk, Dave, um, another good buddy of mine. Um, he designed a, a, a few of my logos and we've just made it from there. And, um, it's kind of really what I've stuck to is the sticker game. Um, everybody loves stickers. I mean, you buy car parts and, you kind of almost as excited for the stickers as you are for the car parts that come with it. Yeah. Um, so, and I think it's kind of one of those things that it's easy to add. It's a, it's an inexpensive addition. Um, never really put them out there to sell them, to make a lot of money. Um, uh, just really much just to recoup the costs and, and pay for, uh, some car show fees and stuff like that. Nothing major. Um, but it's kind of just taken off and, and, um, and it's, um, just been built to connect dads and, and show that, um, there's more to, to being a dad than essentially just hanging out in the house and, and go out and do some of the things that you used to do as we used to do growing up. I'm 38. Um, so we've spent all our time outside. We would go outside and play and our parents would come and find us or if the street lights came on, you would have to come home. <laughs> and nowadays kids, kids just stay inside they play video games or on their tablets and i really noticed around the time that i started this my son was always on his ipad like he never wanted to get off it he wanted to watch youtube kids and that was it and i was like he's got to get out and see some stuff and he's got to roast some marshmallows he's got to play in the woods ride a bike do some of those things and that's really what it is is just get back to the basics and go enjoy and have some fun times with your family and you'll be surprised what memories and stuff you'll make and have versus watching a watching an iPad for hours on end. Yeah, for sure. And uh, my son, he was in Cub Scouts also, and he ended up he was in Boy Scouts for a little bit, but he didn't really get into doing Boy Scouts. But I'm, I've been thankful that he has always enjoyed being outdoors, and that he would rather be outdoors doing something or just going somewhere mm-hmm. and doing something. So. We get out pretty often and uh, he likes to, you know, now that I have the Subaru, we can get out and go more places, which is really, really cool. Right. And that's, and that's another point of the, of the, the dad wagon is people ask me all the time, do you have to have a Subaru? Do you have to have a wagon? And it's a dad wagon. The, the thought process behind it is the, the dad wagon is just a mechanism or a tool to get you outside and to do things. You can have a minivan. I don't, it doesn't bother me. You can have an SUV. You can have whatever you want and call it a dad wagon. But the thing is get out and spend time with your family and kids and just enjoy it. Yeah. Cause I think it was John that I asked and I said, uh, I asked him like, do I have to have an outback to get the, you know, to be like an official dad wagon? He's like, no, it's for anybody. So that was when I ordered it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm putting it on my cross track because I want to put another decal. And I always, you know, once I came across your page and everything, I was like, that's really, really cool. And I'm a dad. So it's fitting. 
That's exactly what it's for. So how, how long did you, or how long ago did you start your Instagram page? Did you have an Instagram page for your car that you had before? No, so I actually looked at it the other day, and I started it in August of 2014 is when I created my account. Wow. Um, it was, so I had it for a while, and it was just a page of me, my, my son, my family, that type of stuff. I think it had like 94 followers. And then after the Boxer Fest car show, I ditched the name, removed all the pictures of my, my family, changed it to a strictly, uh, a strictly only car page and just went from there. And, and since 2017, it's, it's kind of just taken off and went from 94 followers to over 21,000. And it's just ridiculous what, this, <laughs> what Instagram has done and what this community has done. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you never imagined having that many followers back then. No, I would always look at the pages of like, some of the some of the cars back then of oh this person has fifteen thousand or this person has uh, twelve thousand whatever it is and I'm like man one day it'd be nice to get to there and just and see what it would be like and everything and next thing you know it's you get to that and you're like holy cow like what does this mean that I have to, what can I do now and 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 that type of stuff and it's just unbelievably uh, amazing to see what the community does for you if you take care of the community so. Yeah, absolutely. And so when did you like start doing the um, other decals? Because I was looking on your website and you have other merchandise besides just the um, dad wagon decal. You have other ones in there, too. Yeah, it's kind of been a um, I've kind of added a couple every year um, just to mix it up a little bit. Um, We added a few last year, like the Overland ones, the Stay Dirty, My Friends. Uh, that was one of my buddies. Um, his Instagram name is Kmar. Um, he helped me out. I think he's on the West Coast. Um, I added a patch on there um, with the logo that was designed by Supi Hulk. Um, added a lanyard. I just added, I, was, I would think of some of the stuff that I like to have. Like I have a lanyard for my keys, so it's, it's easy for somebody to carry a lanyard or it's easy for somebody to put a patch in their car. Um, and I've just tried to keep it that way. I've thought about going down the hats and the shirts and that type of stuff. And, um, honestly, the logistics and the, and the inventory and that type of stuff hasn't really, um, been appealing to me. And like I said before, I'm not trying to make a whole lot of money off of this, just essentially recoup the costs and stuff like that. So it's never really been a, 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 a business type of thing for me. It's just more of offer something that, that, dads and moms um, can throw on their car and they can relate and have a conversation starter piece. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'd, I had asked my son, I said this in one of the other episodes, but I had I asked my son if he's embarrassed by the dad wagon decal. Cause I pick him up at high school. It is high school every day. And so, you know, I'm driving up there with this, you know, dad wagon decal on the front, you know, and I don't really care what anybody thinks. I'm proud of it. So, but he said that he, he said he's not embarrassed by it. So that's good. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Like you'll see people be like, dad wagon, that's pretty cool. And like, yeah, thank you. And, and I mean, you get, a, you get some looks of like dad wagon, but, um, at the end of the day, it's, it's something to be proud of. And you're, you're showing that you're a parent, you have, you'd be proud to be a dad and you, and you're not ashamed of it. So throw it on your car and, and let's go out. 
have some fun. Yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it, too, is, you know, being proud to be a dad. And there's obviously nothing wrong with that, um, you know, especially yeah. if you, you know, enjoy spending time with your kids and everything. I really right. I really like the, the whole concept of it. So and how many uh, do you know about how many decals you've sold and like how many Subarus out there or other cars might be sporting the decal? Oh, man. Um, I think. Total total sticker sales. I have sold about twelve hundred to fifteen hundred stickers total wow, over the years. That's really good. Um, yeah, and it's kind of cool because um, I sent them to to Japan, to China, to Turkey, Canada, Russia. Like it's gone everywhere. Yeah, uh, had somebody hit me up and asked me if I could send them to South Africa, and I was like, "Well, I've never tried it before, but I'm not opposed <laughs> to. It. I'd be happy to." So. Um, it's kind of cool to see the different ways and different things that people use them for. Yeah. Um, people, people have used the dad wagon sticker as a way. I've had a couple, couple, um, wives buy them to use it as a, uh, kind of a, a baby reveal to their husband that they're having a baby, which was kind of awesome to see. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, that, that's awesome that it's gotten around the world like that. That's, that's pretty neat. And they all are in pretty much the same spot, right yeah. above the fog light. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> driver's side. Yeah. So when you when you started this whole kind of dad wagon culture, what did your your wife and kids think about it? I mean, were they like, "What are you doing?" Or were the were they like, "Hey, this is pretty cool." Uh, my son was kind of cool into it um, when I started it. I was with my ex wife at the time, and um, we we kind of had some. She was like, "Instagram page for your car." And I was like, yeah. And so let's give it a shot. And, and she was very supportive. Um, my current wife, um, we just got married this past February. Oh, congrats. She's been unbelievably supportive. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, she, she was the first one to have a mom wagon sticker on their car. Um, so if anybody wants to claim fame to that, obviously she's got it. She, <laughs> the adventure mom wagon had to have the first mom wagon sticker. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but she she's been a hundred percent supportive. She I couldn't have asked for anything more from her. Um, when I go take pictures with my buddies, when I go out camping, um, I took her camping for the first time two years ago. Her and her boys, and they just had a blast. So now we go every year with them, um, and it's just been amazing. It's it's one of those things. It's like really you want to have a page for your car, and but once they see it and they understand that it's a there's a lot worse hobbies you could have. Yeah, like, for okay, sure. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten that too. The wait, you have a Instagram page for your car? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it's kind of seems kind of silly, but there's this huge community out there that I didn't know about, and now I'm like, right. you know, kind of immersed in it, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. So, w when did you start working with? Because uh, I've seen in your photos lately. Um, you have some photos by Ginger Beard Man photo. Yeah, so um, that's another thing that I quickly realized. Um, I am terrible photographer, minus the few pictures I take <laughs> with my cell phone. Yeah, um, and there are people that do this for a living. And um, Ginger Beard Man photo, uh, Josh Hooper, um, my wife, she's a photographer. Um, 
there's a few people that I rely on to help me take my pictures and, and they also go out with me and do my exploring and my adventures and they help me document it and, and things like that. And if it, that was another thing that was kind of along the Instagram page of, you want to go do a photo shoot with your car? Yeah. 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 Take a photo shoot in my car. I get some nice, nice done pictures. Like people want pictures of their kids graduating high school and stuff. Like I want pictures of my car. So um, I don't want to own the equipment, nor do I know how to operate the equipment. So I'm not even trying to go down that path, but, um, yeah, it's good to have it. And, and the photos and the quality of the stuff that professional photographers do, you just can't beat that. So, Oh yeah. Um, there's some, there's some, some really nice ones out there. Yeah. I have some really good buddies that take pictures for me and help me out. And ginger beard is one of them. And then Josh Hooper is another one. And I just, Whenever we need more pictures, I'll hit them up and say, hey, I want to go on an adventure. You want to come take some pictures? And I'm like, sure, we're down. So we just go do that. Yeah, it's. I, I was in um, uh, Denton, Texas over the weekend because I, I deliver some food up to a little market up there. And then my girlfriend lives up there. So we went up to go, me and my son went to go visit her. And while we were walking around the little square, because it's a small town, there was a guy that was in this kind of, little alley or parking lot or something. And there was this brick walls and it was actually a really good spot for it. But he had uh, I think he had a Kia SUV or something in there and he had this really nice camera and he's taking pictures. And before <laughs> I would have thought that was silly and I'm looking over and I'm like, man, that looks like a really good spot for a picture. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to get over there, but I was like, I was just kind of like, yeah, go man, you know? And other people were looking at him with, you know, puzzled looks on their faces and kind of, you know, half smiling smirks, you know, like they all, they wanted to laugh or something, but I, I understood it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like the photographers help you document your, your crazy ideas that you have. And it's fantastic. I love it. So I'm, I'm a huge supporter of using a photographer to help document your, your adventures and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Did you, uh, so what did your friends think about the whole dad wagon? route some of them were kind of uh naysayers um like they're like oh you're putting a basket on your car you're putting wheels on a wagon like come on like they obviously don't get it but um i had they were still supportive in their kind of jokingly way but um some of my other friends were amazed and 100 percent like hey you need to do this or you should try to do this or don't make, make sure you don't forget about doing these couple steps if you're looking to create this page. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So, um, it's been good. Uh, I have a good group of friends that are, that are supportive and, and listen to me talk about my car an awful lot and probably more than I should, but, um, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're good. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it definitely can be a little bit consuming, um, but like you said, yeah. there could be worse hobbies. So there could be worse things to talk about. Um, but I could kind of get yeah. that where it's like, dude, shut up about your car already. <laughs> we get it. Right. I will say, though, I have met and made a lot of good new friends through the car. Um, so it kind of works both ways. I mean, you open the door to like this community this that you talk to people uh, all across the country and world and stuff that you normally wouldn't have talking to talk to or you meet people at car meets or at off-roading events or whatever and you strike up a friendship and, and it's kind of crazy to see what can happen. So, it, I mean, it works in multiple ways. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Cause I definitely have met all, quite a few people since, you know, getting my car. 
once I discovered that there was this whole community out there and then now doing the podcast is cool because I get to talk to a lot of different people and then end up meeting even more people that way because of, you know, people that they give shout outs to and stuff. So I'm, I'm super thankful for being a part of this community and, and getting to connect with so many awesome people. Oh yeah. And from every episode that I've listened to so far, everybody is beyond ecstatic and thankful for what you're doing. Um, uh, cause I don't think anybody's done this before for the super side, specifically for Subies. but, um, it's just a great way to, to even connect people more. So I, I'm, I'm a huge supporter and applaud you for, for setting this up. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know, it's the support that I've gotten for the podcast so far has just been incredible and, and something that I didn't expect. And I didn't, I, I didn't really know how supportive the community was until after I released the first episode and I got so many people sharing it on their pages and DMing me and, you know, people saying, thank you for doing this. And people saying, now I look forward to Mondays because we've got this podcast to listen to. So, and I want to give a huge thank you to you for taking the time to do the podcast and being a guest. Of course. Honored to. Yeah. It's uh, it's an honor to have you on as well. Um, (laughs) So, do you, do you get a lot of DMs asking you about your build and compliments for, you know, the, the dad wagon culture and, you know, the decals? I do. Um, I try to, I try my best to answer every single one of them. Uh, Cause that was one of the things that I, when I started this page um, that I wanted to share my knowledge and give my opinion on, on the stuff that I've done and the stuff that I've tried and, that's worked or didn't work or whatever. Cause I know a lot of people post pictures and content and don't ever respond. And I did not want that to be me. Um, but if I'm late answering you, I apologize. I'm working, um, as much as I can, but, uh, a lot. Yeah. The community has been great and very supportive. When I post new pictures, um, the comments in the pictures are, are awesome to see people's reactions, the messages I get. Um, it's, it really, makes me feel good about what I'm doing and, um, just the community itself. So, um, I try to post on my website. I had some, some frequently asked questions. So I try to post some of this stuff like, how do you get sponsors or how do you like, what's your tire size? Like some of the most common things, what do you have a lift and those type things? But, um, ultimately people don't, always go there. So they'll still answer you, ask you the questions. And if you ask me it a hundred times, I'm going to answer it a hundred times. So <laughs> no matter if you, no matter if you ask me it to me in the comment, the comment right before it, I'll still answer it to give you the exact same answer. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I, I definitely try to keep up with all of the, uh, the messages that I get about, you know, each new episode that comes out and it's, it's hard at times because I'm working on Mondays and I, I've joked before that I, you know, think like, Maybe I should take every, you know, first half of Monday off or just every Monday off because it gets so busy. But so I try to do my best. I mean, working from home it definitely helps. Um, I'm not sitting yeah. in an office feeling like I'm being watched, but I also get all my work done, too. So I can, you know, manage it the, as best as I can. But, yeah, it's it's really good. Sure. when You can when you message somebody and they message back and, you know, that's just that just shows how humble they are and that they are, you know, want to support you because, some people don't really know what they're doing or they have questions and, you know, if you can help them out, then that always feels good. Yeah, absolutely. 
So on your on your uh, 2019, um, what does the 3.6 R mean? So that is the engine type. So that's the three liter six cylinder engine, and the R is essentially just the trim model. Um, I don't. I, from what I've known and what I can find, the R doesn't really have a whole lot of uh, meaning. Um, I could. I'm, I'm sure somebody will be able to provide a little bit more input on that, but. The three six is the engine, uh, the six cylinder that they have, um, or had, I should say. They got rid of it in 2019. It was the last year they had it. So, ah, okay. So when you uh, when you bought this one, did you have any others other colors in consideration, or were you like, I want a black one when I get my next one? No, nope, this was always my dream car. I wanted a black black car, black leather, three six Subaru Outback. Uh, it's always been my dream car to have. Uh, I like the turbos, but I'm, I just love the the three six. Um, it, you'll, you'll find kind of like almost like cult groups. Like there's a Baja cult group out there. I'm, I'm sure you found with the with the guy that you entered that you talked to a while back. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's also an Outback three six cult group out there. And oh, okay. Um, it's just one of those like unique engines. It's a great engine to have. Um, they historically don't have a lot of problems with it. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get out tomorrow. <laughs> if something happens. But uh, it's just a great car, and I've always loved it. Um, and so, I, I, when I got my 2014, when it got totaled uh, in 2019, I called up my dealership where my dad used to work, talked to the service manager, and I said, "Hey, you have the exact car I wanted a lot. My car just got totaled." hold it for me. I'll be up on the weekend and buy it. And he did. And, and the rest has been history. So, Oh, that's good. Yeah. Perfect timing for it to be there right yeah. after that happened. So what was it? Was it a bad right. accident? No, surprisingly it wasn't that bad. Um, I was at a, I was at a dead stop. Um, a dog darted out in the road. So I stopped. And then, um, one of those, 90s conversion vans with the curtains and everything didn't see me stop <laughs> and just yeah. hit me. Oh, um, man, I was I was fine. He was fine. Um, the car was about a little over five years old, and uh, it was worth about fourteen thousand. And I think because of where he hit it head on in the center, oh, the trailer man. hitch went up went up into the spare tire, and there were so many various bends and folds and dents and, that the insurance guy couldn't guarantee that they would all be bit back to normal. So he just yeah. had to total it out and, and for safety purposes of it. So um, it was a little sad totaling that thing out. Cause that was the original one. Um, oh yeah. It opened the door. Yeah. It opened the door to this one, which was a uh, blessing in disguise. So yeah, no, that's yeah. Your car looks really nice. I mean, like I said, it, it's always clean in the photos. So you know, it's uh, it always looks like you just drove it off the lot, you know, with a bunch of um, added extras to it. Just a little bit. Yeah. So what uh, can you do like a, a rundown of all the mods that you do have on your car? Oh, man. Um, There's a lot. Uh, I could probably take up the whole show with it. But um, I have <laughs> I have a lot, a lot of the stuff from LP Adventure. Um, I have the two inch lift. I have all their complete skid plates all the way underneath the bottom of the car, the big bumper bar. Um, I have rally tech overload zero inch springs to help out with the notorious, terrible Subaru 
rear sagging issues. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad, but thankfully there's companies that can help us out with that. Um, I have the black Rhino wheels and the Pirelli tires, which are relatively new. Um, I have a, a bunch of KC lights. Uh, I have a black Oak led light bar on the roof. Um, pretty much everything on the roof is Yakima, the Yakima load warrior basket. I have a front loader bike mount. Um, have a Guana equipment, 270 degree awning, um, low coast bear tire carrier, uh, inside the, in the interior, I have ADF Moly panels for the back windows, uh, a lot of Blue Ridge overland gear, seat panels, storage, stuff like that. Um, engine wise, I have, uh, nameless performance muffler deletes, uh, which is essentially just a straight pipe. Um, I have nameless strut tower brace for the front of the car. I have Perrin 20 millimeter spacers. Uh, I have a Perrin steering dampener kit. I have a lot of stuff on there. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the, the best place to go look is on my website, link in the bio. I have a, a mods page which has 96% of all the mods on there, okay. maybe 99% of all the mods. So okay. if you want to know exactly what's on my car, just go to the website and you can see that page that has everything on there. Yeah. So with all of these mods, and I'm, I'm sure that adds quite a bit of weight, is there a noticeable difference in the way the car performs from when you first got it? Uh, I mean, it takes a little bit to get to, there, there definitely is more weight and it takes a little bit more to get going. Um, but honestly, the biggest difference I noticed uh, when adding all these things on there, before the Pirellis, I used to have BF Goodrich KO2s on there. And for the one, for those who have those tires, they know it is a heavy tire. It is beefy. Um it's a tier three tire, which means it has super strong sidewalls for rock crawling and stuff like that. So there's nothing that's penetrating the sidewalls. Oh, that's uh, but with that, it's just a heavy tire. So yeah. um, the Pirellis that I have are a fantastic off-road tire. I've been super impressed by them since I've had them on there. I would, I would put them in the same category as a, the Falcon White Peaks, um, okay. but they are eight pounds lighter each than the KO2s. So... Yeah, it's, the car responds a lot better. The gas mileage is better, and it just doesn't struggle as much. So, but so, gas mileage wise, I'm, I'm I'm at a truck. I'm like 18, 19 miles a gallon when I should be at like twenty four. <laughs> yeah, I've accepted it. I'm okay with it. Do you do a lot of driving? Um, I used to going to work every day. Now that I'm teleworking, it's kind of parked. Um. But it's not uncommon for us to to drive up the road to see my parents or go up to Charlottesville, and for a day trip, it's about a two and a half hour drive. And and on a weekend, we'll go, we'll do that in a heartbeat if we want to. So, um, I used to do a lot, but now it's kind of tapered off a little bit since I'm working from home now. Yeah, with all the COVID stuff happening. What about off roading? I try to go off roading at least once a month. Um, it's really, as you know, with kids, it's really tough to find free weekends. Um, we're starting in the summertime is the is the prime time to go for us, really, to to try and do some of these things. 
but it's also the worst time. Uh, my son <laughs> plays soccer and Taekwondo. My wife's two boys are big baseball. So anybody who has kids that play baseball, the weekends are tied up with nothing but baseball events. We love yeah. it. We wouldn't change it, but that just makes it tough to find time to do things. So I get out when I can. Um, and it's usually about once a month we try to go hit something, go camping, go trails, and do something fun like that. So, so with all the uh, the pictures that you have on your Instagram, are these ones that you do you take like multiple pictures when you get out so that you can post for a while, or are these pictures that you're kind of taking nearby where you live on a semi daily basis? Um, some of them are, but usually the ones with the photo shoots with like Ginger Beard or, or Josh Hooper. Um, we'll go out and like when you go a photographer, um, they'll take a set of photos, uh, which might be 30 to 40 photos that you pay for. Um, so I'm able to use that content throughout, um, to tie me over to like the next trip out or, or whatever is going on. So, yeah. So when, when you, um, when you first bought this 2019 Outback, um, what was like, what was the first mod where you're like, okay, I have to get this for this car first. This is what I'm going to get. But the 2019, it was LP's big bumper par, the big brush guard that I have on the front. That yeah. was something that I always wanted. I loved, loved how, uh, how clean, how, how rugged it looked. I'm a big fan of, of keeping the car's body intact. Um, I like the idea and I think it's cool to see people cut the bumpers and add those aftermarket bumpers on. I personally wouldn't do that because I just, I, I am nervous to cut into the car, but <laughs> yeah. I loved how the LPs molded around the front of it. Um, and because of the insurance check that I got from the accident, I was able to buy it. Uh, otherwise I probably would have been saving for a while because their, their products are amazing they they test them very well with safety standards in mind stuff like that but they are a little bit pricey but it's, it goes back to the, you get what you paid for so um oh yeah that was the first thing that i purchased for the 2019 outback okay and would you say then that that's your favorite mod oh uh, yeah it's one of uh one of my two or three favorite mods yes that would be one of them okay and then as far as like all the mods that you do have, you know, you said you have sponsors. How does, how do you go about getting sponsors for, you know, stuff that you have with your car? As crazy as it sounds, I just ask them. Um, usually the sponsors that I have are companies that I've purchased products myself with, like the Casey highlights. Um, on my 2014 Outback, I had some six inch, um, rally lights on the bumper. Uh, and I approached them about doing a potential sponsorship. And that was back in 2018, maybe I believe. And they were kind of like, yeah, we want to get into the Subaru market. So let's, let's go and see what happens. And so since then we've been working together. Uh, I had one of my coupon codes or my coupon code at one point was in the top three of their used company used coupon codes, which was kind of cool. I think I was second yeah. behind trail recon yeah, that's Trail awesome. Recon, if it, for the off-roading people, they know he's Trail Recon has some really 
awesome content on his YouTube page and stuff like that. And, and to be even close to his was just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> That's cool. But, but yeah, so honest, I just, I, I test out the products. I reach out to them and say, Hey, I love your guys stuff. Uh, like to work together. Um, and really for me working with a sponsorship is, is just to help promote them and promote myself. I'm not looking for anything free out of it or any kind of kickbacks or any type of stuff. If they come through the partnership later on down the road, that's fantastic. But um, I'm just looking to help promote and help share my um, experiences with, with products that I love and, and help them out some. So it's turned out pretty well. I think I have uh, counted them the other day. I think I have 16 sponsors now. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, and do you have like codes with all of these sponsors? And, and, and I guess what does it mean for them to sponsor you other than just trying to help promote them and using their products? So sponsors, so some of them give me coupon codes. Um, I think I have maybe three or four coupon codes that I can share with, with uh, my followers and, and, and just with people in general. Um, but sponsors really, um, I think I guess what I look, what means to me is, is that more of like a partnership. They help promote me. I help promote them. Um, they help grow my page. They, I help share their love for their products. Um, and every once in a while you'll get some free stuff from them or you'll be, uh, an opportunity to get a, a, a shot at a new release product, stuff like that. Um, but really it's just about growing the community. And, and that's one thing like with KQ highlights, I was really excited about with them not getting into the Subaru side. And I was kind of one of their first ones for the Subaru side, helping connect Subaru people like us who want off-road lights and stuff like that on a Subaru with Casey highlights and just show like, Hey, this is what it could look like on your car. This is how it works and that type of stuff. So, uh, for me, it's more of a partnership and, and teaming arrangement type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And with the uh, brands that you do, like that you did purchase for your cars, like what kind of, I guess, what influenced your decision to buy those specific brands? Were you looking at other people that were doing it or just doing research for, you know, like, Hey, I want this mod. Let me go do some research for that particular type of mod. And these are the brands that you came across. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, um, I mean, like a lot of us on, we all check Instagram. We look at what people have done to their cars and we get ideas of what would look like on our car, what we want to have on our cars and stuff like that. Um, and then you, you kind of do your research on the company to find out. Um, but the biggest thing for me that, uh, draws me into a company is their customer service. Like, how are you, how do you treat your customers? How do you treat your employees? Um, if, if you have terrible customer service, I want nothing to do with you because I can't promote something that you guys can't stand behind. Yeah. Um, so if, I've actually had a couple of companies that I've sponsored me at the beginning and they've just had terrible customer service with me and I've dropped them from my sponsorship list. Like I don't even deal with them anymore. It's just because I, I don't want other people to have the same experience that I have. So all the companies that I have right now, um, they are great to work with. Uh, like I said, Casey highlights is amazing. 
Uh, one of my most recent ones, Canyon Coolers, another phenomenal company uh, who make awesome products. They're a small business out of Arizona. It's just a good group of people. And I love, love working with that type of company. So that's really what I look for is the, the customer service side, I think. Yeah, that's definitely huge because, I mean, for you yourself, you want to be able to have a good experience with it. And then if you end up becoming, you know, a partner with somebody or they sponsor you, you don't want somebody else to go through something like that. And uh, because, I mean, no. it's just like with anything else, you know, you anything, whether it's car related, food related, you know, anything, if you have a bad experience, you're not going to tell people to go there, you know, or you're going to tell them to stay away. Yeah, I'm and I'm fortunate enough that I have the followers that I have, and I guess I have the platform that I have that I would feel terrible if I sent somebody to, to a company that treated them poorly. And then I knew that I caused that. And I just, I don't want to do that. So I don't even deal with uh, companies that are like that for that reason. Yeah. So when we were mentioning um, going off-roading earlier, do you have like essential gear that you always have with you when you go like off-roading and exploring and, you know, including recovery gear and then like, I guess, what yeah. would you recommend as a minimum? Yeah. So definitely have, um, some kind of recovery gear, uh, whether it's straps, uh, an extra shackle that you can attach to your trailer hitch. Um, I would not use your factory toe points, um, unless you absolutely have to, those are not necessarily meant for that. Uh, even though that people put shackles and stuff there, they're not as strong as like a, a trailer hitch and that type of things. Yeah. Um, but definitely have some kind of recovery gear. Communication is key. Um, having a walkie talkie or a radio of some kind. If you're, if you don't have cell phone reception, um, I have a Garmin in reach mini that I'll activate, uh, and pay a monthly subscription. If I'm going out into the mountains where there's no cell phone reception, I can send an emergency text message if I need to. It also works on our side over here, living on the East coast. If we have hurricanes during hurricane season, I'll activate it, uh, just in case we get a hurricane and, and we're knocked out of power, that type of stuff. I can at least send a picture, so a text message to my family and let them know that we're safe or whatnot. Um, so that, um, that and surprisingly one of the cheapest and most valuable pieces of equipment to take with you is get an old broomstick, mark on it, uh, like get a yardstick and just mark the, the feet and the inches or whatever you want to mark on there and bring that with you. Cause if you're going through muddy spots and you go through some water and you don't know how deep it is, stick the yardstick in or stick the broomstick in there to see how deep it is. And that will let you know right off the bat if your car can't make it, or if you're going to get stuck and take on water, that has been very helpful for a couple of people that I know that they stuck it in there. It's like, Oh yeah, that's actually a two foot deep hole. Instead of what it looks like maybe a, a four inch hole type thing. And, <laughs> and you go around it and you avoid it rather than getting your car submerged in the water. So yeah, um, that's, that's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. Stuff like that helps out. And it's, um, have a little, um, a, an air deflator kit for your tires to air down. If you go down, um, it's really easy to, to deflate your tires and they make you know, awesome new kits now that you can air them up right then and there too, when you're done. So, um, yeah, those are some of the, probably the more key things I would think you would need if you're going on kind of off-roading trips. So as, as far as, um, airing down your tires, is there kind of like an optimum, uh, PSI that you want to go down to, and is it going to be different for each car and, and each type of tire? 
Uh, it's going to be different per scenario, I think. Um, if you're on sand, you obviously want to air down um, to maybe in the teens. Uh, if you're going in mud or rocks or something, it, it really is what your personal preference is. I've gone off-roading and uh, through the mountains and on rocks and stuff where I've never aired down at all, and it did okay. Uh, but you realize afterwards you probably should air down a little bit. So <laughs> if I go out, I usually... Uh, I like to have it at 35 PSI for normal driving. Um, I'll probably air down to mid twenties, maybe low twenties, depending on the case, but maybe about 25. So it just depends on the the situation. Yeah. So going out and exploring and uh, driving off road, has there been a favorite place that you've gone to so far? Yeah, it was, uh, Blue Ridge Parkway. Um, up in the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia, it's, it's just so beautiful. It's one of those places where, um, stop cars can go, but there's also turns that you can make that you need a slightly little bit more raised car or skid plates to go. Um, so it's one of those places that you can have a wide variety and and anybody can do it. Uh, we did that last July for the mountain Rue mid Atlantic group. Uh, I think, and I think we had, 15 to 20 cars come with us and it was just a great time. We, oh, we nice. all had fun. So yeah, I would definitely say if you're ever in the Blue Ridge Parkway or in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, check it out. There's a lot of good trails back there. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to find anything because there's not a whole lot here. <laughs> so, um, with, uh, with going off road and driving through different types of terrain is, have you been through mud, snow and pretty much all of it? Yep, I've had the opportunity to, to pretty much try most uh, most things. I have not done rock crawling, which um, people know most Subarus are not capable of doing rock crawling, so I've accepted <laughs> that I'll never do that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I haven't done and I'm nervous to do is in North Carolina, I think we've talked about this before, uh, you've visited North Carolina or have family in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, the, the outer banks you can drive on the beach. Oh, okay. Uh, I am terrified to drive on the beach, not for getting stuck, but for getting sand stuck up in my car, never getting out and just rusting it away. Yeah. So, uh, when this car gets older and if it stays intact, I'll probably take it out there when it's something that I uh, don't drive on a daily basis. So does that mean that you don't, you, you haven't really and wouldn't really drive through any type of sand? No, I would drive through sand. I just um, haven't drove on the beach, gotcha. I guess you could say. Okay. All right. Um, so what is, what is your favorite to drive through? Um, I would say, honestly, just a, a soft to medium dirt gravel road. Um, I mean, you'll hit some mud spots there, but um, usually I found that some of those roads offer the best views um and the best um just kind of like the best overall experience it's something that you can easily do and come back and not have to worry about your car being torn up or 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 whatnot so i would probably say something along those lines yeah now do you have a um like kind of like a bucket list um trail or place that you want to go or could go like if if you know nothing mattered and you could go wherever you want is there like a spot that you like i gotta go you know hit that spot 
Yeah. So I'm hoping to do it this year. Uh, I want to go out to Arizona and drive around Arizona for a while. Um, my wife is from Tucson, Arizona and, uh, being sponsored by Casey highlights and being, um, in the Casey family, they have a, a retreat every year in August. So assuming everything happens and whatnot, uh, we will probably be doing a cross country trip from Virginia to Arizona in August. Um, so I'll be stopping off and, and probably we'll see the grand Canyon. We'll just do a bunch of other little stops here and there. Uh, I looked it up the other day. There's one track that takes me through Texas, which I was like, Oh, I know, uh, the cross track down there. Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe it's something that we could stop and, 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 and meet up and, and stuff like that. So yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to go, go from here to Arizona and just see all the different stops and check out everything. So that's, that's on the bucket list and hopefully we can knock that off this year. Yeah. The, uh, the, I took my kids out to go see the grand Canyon. Um, well, we have friends that used to live in Flagstaff, so we went out there for a week. Yep. And while we were there, we went to go see the Grand Canyon, and it was just amazing. I mean, you just you see pictures of it, you hear people talk about it, and there's nothing that can compare to actually being there. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible, and it's parts of it are so far away from you and so far across. <laughs> it looks like a, a painted mural from a movie because it's just so far away. And it's just like, it almost doesn't look real, but it's just, I mean, it's so massive and, and awesome. And just like, you know, to think that this thing was, was formed so long ago and, and it's, it's so big too. I mean, it goes, yeah. there's a, tra the hiking trail that goes down like 13 miles to get to the bottom. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I mean, well, that's that crazy. might be a round trip, but still it's a long, <laughs> that's a long trip. That's, that's a long hiking trip. Yeah. But yeah, that that would be awesome to see that. So hopefully we can see that this year. Yeah, for sure. So do you do you have any advice for somebody who is considering doing even you know mods or you know I guess wanting to start going off roading some? Uh, yeah, I guess um, for mods because um, that's a, that is a question I get asked a lot of like what mods should I do to my car. Um, and I will ultimately ask you a question right back of what do you want your car to do? Um, so do you want it to be camping? Do you want it to be strictly off-roading? There's so many different options now out there that you can do. Um, uh, think about what you want your vehicle to do mm -hmm. and build it around that function. Um, so for us, the two inch lift, the basket on the top, um, the, the spare tire carriers, stuff like that fits our needs for camping and our adventure lifestyle. Um, whereas like a rooftop tent may be somebody that goes out camping once a week or something like that. So uh, definitely take your, take your time, do your research, think about what you want to buy. Cause I have been guilty just like a lot of people I guarantee have of impulse buying of a mod. Like you buy it <laughs> and you're like, Oh, I really don't need that. And why yeah. did I buy that? But, um, I will research something for about two to three weeks, maybe sometimes longer before I buy it, um, just to make sure it's something that I'm going to use and get use out of it. So. Yeah. So that, speaking of that, have, has there been anything that you put on your car that you were like not happy with and then ended up taking it off and putting something else on? Yeah, there's a couple of things. Um, there's, I had a spare tire carrier, um, on there, um, uh, that, just 
wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, and I wasn't happy with the the product and some of the service and stuff. So I took that off and, and bought the Wilco spare tire carrier and put it on there. Um, yeah. And that was kind of one of those things of like, I should have just bit the bullet and spent the extra money and got what I really wanted rather than buying something to satisfy a, a want and then not being happy with it. So yeah, there's a few things that I've been unhappy with and regret buying, but overall um, it's helped me answer some of the questions for other people who had similar questions or concerns or thoughts. So it worked out, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's good. With your, uh, with your broomstick, um, <laughs> measuring your measuring stick basically for uh, for going yeah. off road and checking puddles have you did you go through something before that happened and then you're like oh man i should probably get something i mean where'd that idea come from yeah i got stuck one time i, I i'll be i'm not ashamed to admit it i was driving <laughs> um took i took my son with us we were going off roading he was excited and i was like man that looks like a, a shallow puddle i wasn't going to go head on I was like, let me just try and clip the edge of it and see what it was. And so, um, because it just rained and there was nothing else out there. And so I was driving and next thing you know, my passenger side, the front passenger side dipped in and smacked the edge of a wall and I got stuck and I couldn't get out. Water started coming in the car. My son was in the back seat. He was like, oh, it's water in the car. (laughs) Like, so he hopped to the other side. Thankfully I had a buddy with me and he, he pulled me out. But it's like, man, I'll never do that again. So I think I've heard of that broomstick idea from somebody on one of the mountain road pages, okay. maybe, or one of the overland groups. And I was like, that's a really good idea. I should have done that. So <laughs> if we're going going off-roading and there's chance of rain or big puddles and stuff, I'll bring it with me just to keep in the car. And, and if it looks like it's going to be deep, I'll stick it in there and I'll drive around if I need to. But yeah, um, it's, it's not fun getting water in your car. <laughs> And was that this car? I'm having to deal with that. No, it was, that was the uh, 2014. Okay, okay. The previous Ooh. one. Yeah. So you've had that uh, broomstick for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had I had a couple of people um, send in questions when I posted the other day. One of them was uh, 2T Extract asked um, if you installed the front bumper. Did I install the front bumper? No. Uh, I had a buddy of mine help me install it when he did the lift kit and everything. Uh, I installed all the skid plates and everything that went around it. But, and so looking at how it went in, it looks very easy to install. It's bolted into the car, um, underneath of the, underneath the car. So if you can get it lifted up in the air, if you go to a, um, a hobby shop that you can rent the lift or something like that, it's relatively easy to look like installed, but I did not install that myself. Okay. Um, and then Java Wagon asks, what is your favorite sponsorship and roughly how much money has gone into your rig? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the money question. Um, God, I was trying to think about that the other day. Um, the conservative side of me says uh, 8000 but I think it's over the 10,000 mark if I'm being honest with myself. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, a lot of that though came with an insurance check that I bought with, when I got my other car total. So I was fortunate enough to do that. Yeah. That, um, that helps. It does. Um, 
but my biggest, but my favorite sponsor, um, honestly, I gotta say it's Casey highlights. It's just the, the family environment. Like the, the guys will FaceTime me from time to time. They'll call me, um, they'll shoot me a text just to see how things are going. And it's kind of cool that, that I am part of their family. And last year we did a, um, a, uh, Instagram live chat with Casey highlights with one of the, the people in the company. And we just had a down to earth conversation. And I'm honestly going to look forward to meeting them this year, probably the most about the trip to, to Arizona. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think that's probably the best one. They're just a great group of people. Yeah, that's that's awesome when you can find um, you know somebody like that or, or an organization like that that you really enjoy being a part of and that you know checks in on you because uh, you don't get that a yeah. lot. You know, I mean, it's uh, definitely it helps you to recommend them to other people for sure. Right. Yeah, and then so uh, Hawthrack asks, "What advice do you have for new for new builds?" Which I think you kind of answered that before with you know finding out what it is that you want to do with your build. Um, and then he kind of jokingly right. asked, "What's the largest wheel and tire combo without rubbing?" <laughs> um, so uh, to his first question, though. Um, if he has come, if, if people want to know what has worked for me to grow my Instagram page, cause I think that's a question I get a lot too, um, is take advantage of all the stuff that Instagram allows you to do tag 20 people in every post. Um, a lot of your growth and, um, will come from people resharing your content, um, and just liking it and that type of stuff. So if you can tag a company, you'll get, you'll get shared by them and, that just gets you out more and more and more. Um, so stuff like that. If people have questions about some of the specifics, they can hit me up on Instagram and I'll be happy to answer. Um, but as far as the biggest tire without rubbing, I, my tire is 29 and a half inches by diameter. I think is what the, what it is. Uh, if I remember correctly. And, and honestly, it fits without any rubbing. Um, you can, some websites say you can go up to 30 and a half inch tire without rubbing on the 29 on the fifth gen outbacks. I don't think that's possible. Um, but I haven't tried it. Um, but the rubbing issues that I've had haven't come from the tire size. It's come from the wheel offset. So the farther I kick out the tires, I'm changing the, the turn radius of the, of the tire, the front tires. And that's where my rubbing has started oh, to yeah. happen. So with the spacers, um, cause I think Subaru's factory tires are about, I think like 48 or 50 offset plus 50 offset. The, the black rhinos I have are plus 30. And then I added 20 millimeter spacers. So I cut off 40 millimeters of the, what Subaru had planned for with it and added it to mine. So I've had rubbing when I turned my tires at a full lock. So that's, that's been more of the issue rather than tire size. It's been the offset. So what exactly is the offset? I'm trying to picture it and I'm trying to understand it. And then for me and for other people listening. Yeah. So that's essentially how much your, your tire will protrude or stick out from your fenders. So, um, the, the, I guess the high, make sure I don't mess this up. The higher the offset, the closer it's going to be into the car, 
the lower the offset, the farther out it's going to be. So like mine, if you look at the pictures, you'll see some of the tire pokes out from the fender well. Um, And that's because of the spacers and because of the different offset of the rims. Um, Like you'll see it on trucks and other things, like they'll kick it way out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So they've done that with with like maybe a, a negative offset on the rims. Um, and spacers or whatnot. So, gotcha. Um, that okay. gives it a, a little bit more of an aggressive look, I think. Yeah. So, what would you say your favorite thing is about owning a Subaru and then being in the Subaru or a part of the Subaru community? Um, two things. One, uh, the the reason I went back to a Subaru with a 2014 was around the time my son was born. So safety, the the fact that I got in that, got my car totaled two years ago and I walked away without a single scratch shows volumes that they really do make these things to, to take a beating and to protect the people inside of it. So that was the main reason why I went back. Um, but what has happened since then is that the community has just been unbelievable. And, it, and it's, it's one of those kind of things like, Subaru has, if you want to slam your car to the ground and have a super fast STI, WRX, whatever the case may be, or you want to take the approach like some of us do and lift it and make it more off-roady, overlanding, that type of stuff, we all respect each other's builds and designs and ideas and stuff like that. And, and it's just a unique that you can have a wide range of, of different type of car lovers and car enthusiasts. That's kind of cool to see. Uh, so those are the probably the two reasons why I love Subaru. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely very unique and something, like I said, that I didn't know existed. And I'm very, very glad to be a part of it now. Is there, uh, is there anything else that you want to share with us? Any information that maybe you want people to know about, about you or about your car or your account? Oh, man. It's, a, it's like the catch-all, end-all <laughs> interview question. Like when you're going out for a job, tell us about yourself that we didn't answer. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, it's one of those things that um, I've been extremely fortunate and thankful for everybody who supported my page and supported the crazy ideas and stuff that I've had in my car. Um, I I love everything about this group. Um, It's it's really cool to see everybody's different design ideas and and interpretations in their build builds that they make. Um, at times I wish I was on the West coast just because some of the cool trips and stuff that you see these guys out there and gals out there. Oh, yeah. It's just like, man, I would love to be in California and just go, go out with these people. But, yeah. um, the East coast has a good group too. Uh, can't let them, can't let them feel like we're neglecting the East coast side, but we got a good group here. Um, uh, and some of the stuff that I think is, it, if you want to try something, like if you want to go to a car show or if you want to go to an off-roading event and you're a little bit timid or shy or reserve about it, just do it. Um, it you'll be surprised about the how people um, respect and appreciate car builds. Um, so that's one thing I kind of also do with this car. And one of the reasons why I keep it a little bit cleaner than, I, than probably most um, is I do a lot of car shows in our area down here. Um, a, a lot of them are, are charitable-ish in nature. So I'll participate in a lot of um, 
King's Children's Hospital, the King's Daughter um, Car Show Charities, where we, uh, all the proceeds and stuff goes back to helping out with our local children's hospital um, and stuff along those lines. So um, I love just, uh, I'm a big uh, car enthusiast of just anybody's stuff. So you get to see a bunch of different designs. You see a bunch of like 57 Chevys. Uh, I think we saw the, uh, I'm drawing a blank on it. I really shouldn't, but the back to the future car. Oh yeah. DeLorean. Yeah. The DeLorean. And it's just cool to see all the, the, the older guys and the younger guys bring out their cars and their babies and see how they, they like show it off and talk about it and see what like just makes them excited to have it, have the car. And then you see like a, a Subaru like mine pull up and everybody's like, what is that? And then they come talk to you and it's like, Oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. And so it's just, I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things that like, it's, it's really neat and be a, a fun to be a part of. Um, and so that's one thing we like to do in our spare time is we like to do some car shows and, and, and try to help out where we can. Um, I started with this, uh, a local brewery down here, uh, a monthly meet called Brews and Roos. Um, oh, that's cool. Where we'll have, yeah, it's, we had our first one last month and it was phenomenal. Uh, so I made a sticker for that that I'll be handing out. Um, and I'm going to ask for donations for a sticker to go to the um, Chesapeake Animal Humane Society. So we'll try to try to use some of this stuff for good and, and give back. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just fun. It's, it's good times. That's good. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. That's, uh, definitely a good way to, you know, use your account and use your car to, um, you know, be able to give back to different organizations like that. And then meeting up with people who have different types of cars and, and kind of respecting each other's builds, even though it's not a Subaru, you know, you've got all different brands out there and, uh, just, you know, it's, I think if you are a lover of cars, you can kind of appreciate anybody's build. Um, and uh, then you can, you know, I mean, it gives you something to talk about for sure, uh, especially if you have something yeah. different, you know, it's, uh, it kind of stands out a little bit. Yeah, because, yeah, I definitely come from, my dad was a huge lover of cars and he, he uh, he's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I am a Steelers fan because he's from Pittsburgh um, and he used to drive his neighbor's uh, Ford Firebird, Ford Thunderbird, I can't remember what it was. Um, every weekend just to fill it up and get gas and he would baby that thing and he just loves cars. <laughs> and so he passed that down to me. Yeah. I'm passing it down to my son. He's got Subaru rally posters up by his bed. Oh, uh, that's cool. It's just, it's just awesome to see. And, and like I said, there's a lot worse hobbies you can have than a car. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. To, it's a good thing to keep you busy and keep you out of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's definitely something good to be passionate about too, especially when you have support from, you know, friends and family and then from this community and you get to communicate and connect with other people who share the same passion and have the same desires and want to do a lot of the same things and you can really help each other out. You know, it's like that, that's what's, that's what I've found is really, really cool is everybody is so helpful with everything. You don't really have anybody that's, you know, saying, no, I'm not going to help you out or, you know, I don't have yeah. time for you. You know, it's, it's, it's just such, such an amazing community of people that really want to just support each other. Right. Exactly. So, well, I think that's all I have. Um, I want to thank you again for uh, taking the time to do this. And, uh, cause I know you're probably a pre- pretty busy guy with, um, you know, doing the stuff with your car and then with, um, you know, sports and everything going on with the kids. So thanks again. 
Yeah, no problem. Thanks for putting this on and, and, and making this happen. Uh, this is definitely one of the highlights of my Mondays is, is to get the notification of you dropping the next episode and then putting it on the podcast and giving a listen while we're working from home. So definitely really appreciate everything that you're doing and, and continue to do these podcasts. I know a lot of people love them. Yeah, well, uh, I sure do. So thank you very much for that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, the list is getting pretty long, which is good. So, uh, I just, you know, I, I, I posted, um, today about asking to do more than one episode a week and I got a no from somebody. <laughs> so, um, but so, so I'll, I'll, I'll admit that was me. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it is, it's, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just, I, I love the anticipation of the Monday and I'm just look forward to it. And I would, and I would love to hear him twice a week. I just, but it's just like, man, Mondays, I look forward to this and every Monday and, um, and it's just a treat that I get to have. And so that was the only real reason behind it. It was just me being selfish to keep it on a Monday. But, uh, it, I saw that it was, it was 95% yes and 5% no. And I'm like, whoops. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> that one guy. No, that's okay. I mean, it's, it's the only reason that I would want to do it is just because I wouldn't want to have the guests wait too long you know, to be like, Hey, yeah. yeah, you said that you want to be on the podcast. I definitely want to record with you. Um, your episode will be out in six months, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it is, you know, it would, you. yeah, I mean, it would, it would be a bit of a task to do two a week. Um, so, I mean, for now I'm going to keep it at one a week. Um, but I just, I just don't want to keep people waiting like, Oh, you know, we recorded like three weeks ago and it still hasn't come out. And so, cause I'm trying to record ahead of time just so that I will have them ready to go because I also try to record every other week so that I'm not over, you know, working myself with it. Yeah, no, that's very true. You gotta, you also gotta think about yourself and don't overwork yourself, um, that you're staying up and running yourself ragged. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, whatever you do, it's, it's going to be phenomenal. So keep it up and, and if it's two times a week, I'll look forward to Monday and whatever other day it is. So yeah, well, uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I might, uh, I might give it a shot here um, in the next couple of weeks or so. Um, I just, I need to make sure that I have enough episodes to su- sustain doing it twice a week. And I don't think anybody's going to hurt me if I go back to just Mondays. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so, well, all right, man. Well, you have a good evening, and thanks again for uh, you know for being on. And I uh, hope you have a good rest of your week too. Not a problem. You do the same. All right. Thank you. Well, there we go. Another episode down. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Adventure Dad Wagon, and I hope you got something from it. He had some good information in there uh, about um, going out on the trails. And uh, it was just cool hearing about his build and uh, some of his partnerships and some of the other things that he has going on. So if you're not already giving him a follow, go ahead and do that. Go find uh, Adventure Dadwag on an Instagram and uh, look out for his multi-purpose tool coming out soon. Once again, make it over to uh, overlanding underscore RT and check out the link in John's bio for a way to help out the family of the Virginia chapter's uh, home who burned down. So uh, yeah, go check that out and uh, give anything that you can. That definitely helps. So I hope everybody has a great week and uh, stay tuned for more episodes because there's definitely more to come and uh, we will see you on the next one.